uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you take your Bibles and turn there. I had a completely different sermon lined up about two hours ago. But this afternoon, uh, I stopped at a McDonald's, and I hadn't stopped there in a while, not to eat, uh, but I'd stopped there to uh, see if some people were there that I knew from quite a while ago, and they were there, so I was sitting there having a, a chit-chat with some of the guys, and one of the guys who was there just started, he asked a Bible question, and uh, boy, he asked the Bible question, and all the guys just jumped in and started asking questions and talking and giving scripture, and it was uh, really encouraging, but a, a guy was sitting in the corner kind of listening, and uh, when we get done, you know, we got done kind of talking for a minute, he just kind of jumped up and started asking questions, and asking questions about uh, about Satan and about the Bible and about just all kinds of things. And he got onto the point of talking about love and, and about loving God and talking about God and how much uh, uh, God is love and how we should love one another. And, and the next thing I know, an hour and 20 minutes later, we're still talking about the Bible and the love of God and all those things. And I knew the Nelsons were going to sing the love of God tonight, but when I heard them singing at my check, it was like the Lord said, all right, I want you to talk about something different tonight. And so I want to talk to you tonight about the love of God. But I want you to understand something. We hear about it, we sing about it, we think about it. But do we really stop and understand and comprehend just what that means? Because if we understood what the love of God meant, it might shape our lives a little bit more than what we sometimes allow it. So let's read here, and I'll give you some thoughts. I promise I'll try not to be too deep tonight. Uh, it is Wednesday night, and everybody is, uh, is awake from a long day at work, and I appreciate that. So we'll try to move quickly, and I promise we'll be done a little bit early tonight because we have a business meeting too. That's exciting. Deuteronomy chapter number 6, I'll start reading in verse 1. It says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land whither you go to possess it that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with thy soul, with all thy might. Let's pray and then we'll get into our lesson tonight. Lord, we love you and thank you for bringing us here safely. Please just, Lord, use our time together. And Lord, I pray you would help this to be an encouragement to someone. Lord, maybe a little bit of a conviction towards the end. But Lord, I pray you would use it to help us to be better Christians, Lord, to help others who need you tonight. Lord, the world, they don't know what they need and they're, they're groping for it. They're striving for it. They're reaching for it. And Lord, they just don't know what it is. And Lord, I pray that you'd please use this to maybe be an encouragement to someone and be used uh, to bring glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my dad, uh, my mom and dad, they were gracious enough to uh, teach me about, uh, about life and then about dating. And then they said, we love you to just wait to not date until you're out of high school. And I thought, man, this is the awfulest, worst thing in the whole wide world uh, because I wanted to date because, you know, there was just a lot of great options for me. I was at a small church, but my parents were like, you need to wait. And I remember talking to my dad and saying, Dad, why, why do I have to wait? Why can't I just, I had a girl in mind, and I said, why don't I just, you know, go date her, and that, that would be just fine, wouldn't it? And he goes, um, 
Maybe not so much so. Maybe you should wait and, and wait for somebody else. He says, but dad, what, what if she's the one? He says, son, you'll know if she's the one one day. He says, well, how did you know mom was the one? He says, well, because I convinced her to love me. And I thought, what do you mean? He says, well, son, let me just help you understand something. When it comes to women, you just got to convince one, but it's got to be the right one. He goes, because there'll be a lot of women who want to spend time with you if you've got money or if you've got nice things. He says, but you got to find that one who just is going to love you. He says, because if you find the woman who's going to love you, you'll feel like you can conquer the world and you can do anything. And I say that, I see a lot of newer married couples over the last few months or last few years are sitting out here and you're right, you've got the right one, correct? You know, you've got the person who you just feel like, boy, I can do anything. Some of you, you're striving. Lord, would you give me that one person who I could just love and who would love me for who I am? You know, so often that's some of the most fearful things going into marriage is, is my spouse going to love me for who I am? Because I'm not always so truthful about what I really am while we're dating. You know, sometimes you do hide a few things. You keep a few things from being 100% truthful. I remember my wife and I, we were on our honeymoon. And uh, up to that point, my wife had never done this before. She was in secret to me. But uh, when we were dating, I, I do not like coffee. I'm one of those weird people. And everybody keeps telling me one day I'll get right with God and everything will get fixed. But for now... Me and the coffee, you know, as far as the east is from the west, all right? There's not even like an espresso or uh, uh, iced coffee or anything. Uh, some people just love coffee way too much. Brother uh, Daniel Rush over here, I got to travel with him on tour last year. This guy loves Speedway coffee, all right? I mean, it, it, hotel coffee, if it's coffee, he'll drink it, all right? And so there's some of you, you just go to the extreme. I'm like the other direction. Just keep it away from me. When we were dating, my wife, I don't think I ever saw her one time drinking coffee. Sometimes, somehow in her mind, she thought if she was a person who drank coffee, some, for some reason, I wouldn't date her. And so she never told me that she enjoyed coffee. We're on the honeymoon, and she got some coffee. And I went, oh, okay, maybe, you know, it's uh, you know, been a stressful few weeks. We just literally just finished school. We, we got married on a Saturday. We were graduating on Wednesday. We were doing a whole bunch of stuff. She was about to start working. It was just stressful. And then later on the honeymoon, she got more coffee. And then the next week, she asked me to stop for coffee. And I went, is this like a normal thing? And she goes, I, I, I just have to be honest. I, I'm a coffee addict, you know. I just got a, a great problem here. It, I got to stop. My wife's giving me the hand back there, right? But uh, anyway, it, it was like, for some reason, she felt like she had to keep that from me. Now, I love her tremendously, so very much. We get coffee all the time, as long as I can get points and get free coffee later. You know, I'm a, one of those cheapskate type guys. But that was something that was kind of interesting. And I'm sure if she could stand here and preach behind this pulpit when the room is empty and no one's here, she could tell you a few things too about uh, maybe the other direction. But it was that interesting thought of, I I just want him to love me. And then maybe the little fearful, well, maybe he won't like me if, if I like coffee. That sounds goofy and trivial, and it kind of is, but it kind of fits the point I'm trying to make in the sense of we're always looking for someone who will just love us for who we are. Now, here's the thing. Some of us, there are some things in our life that we feel like there is just no way anyone could love me because of, and we fill in the blank. 
And why do we fill in the blank with whatever the issue or problem is or whatever thought jumps into our mind, the bad thing that happened to us, the bad thing that we've done? And, you know, I oftentimes stop and think about this. You know, there are maybe a handful of people in the Bible that God doesn't tell us something bad that either they did or happened to them in their lifetime. You know, God tries to show us that just because you make it into Scripture doesn't mean that somehow you... Uh, or supernatural, or you've arrived, or there's something unique about you. It's you're an everyday person just like anyone else, and you go through the same struggles and difficulties, and the ultimate theme in the Bible is love. And if God loves me, well then, if I can just grab a hold of that thought, what is there that I wouldn't do for the person who loves me? You know, my wife, uh, so often, sometimes she, uh, she wants me to do something for her. Uh, give her, uh, take her shopping, buy her flowers, get her some candy, do any of those things. Sometimes I'm a little dense and don't catch it right away, and she has to tell me exactly what she wants. And All right, we're going to do good there. We're going to do exactly what she asks. Sometimes she doesn't have to ask, and I just do it. Sometimes I will get in the car and say, honey, we're going on a trip. Well, where are we going? Well, you just get in the car. We're going to go on a trip. Well, what do I need to bring? You and your purse and your phone, uh, and coffee, all right? So let's get in the car, and let's get going down the road, and we're going on a trip. Well, where are we heading? Well, we're going to head that direction. Okay, we get in the car, and we start driving. We end up taking turns, and she has no idea where we're going. Then we end up in a place called, uh, she loves dearly, called Cato. It's a ladies' shopping place. How many of you ladies know what Cato is? How many of you have no idea what Cato is? All right, we're going to take a trip. Why are the guys raising their hand? Okay, all right. But anyway, uh, it is a ladies' clothing store that is, is very good for, you know, church people. A lot of dresses and skirts and, and uh, very modest clothing. My wife loves to go because they always have the best clearance sections in the entire universe. I love Cato because it's cheaper, okay? Uh, but I take her to, the closest one to here is about an hour and 20 minutes that direction or about an hour and 15 minutes in that direction. And so I will take her to Cato without her asking. You know, I know that at that moment, she feels that I love her. That's always a great sensation to be able to show to someone else that I love them. You know, I'm very appreciative when my wife does things for me or my kids or whoever. They do something for me where they stop. They took time to think about it. They took time to say, boy, I'm going to give special attention and thought to this person and do something that'll be very Uh, meaningful to them because I feel loved. I like to feel loved. I think everyone in this room likes to feel loved. No one likes to be hated. No one likes to be shunned or pushed away. We all enjoy that. With that thought in mind, I want us to understand something tonight. God never stops loving us. We get convinced that God stops loving us because we spend too much time looking at the circumstances of our life instead of looking to Scripture. Now, why do we do that? Because sometimes it's easier to look at our circumstances because they are right there in front of our face. I can't get away from it. I can't avoid it. It just seems to always be following me around. It always seems to be uh, the first thing I think about in the morning. And whatever that problem is, it could be health. It could be money. It could be uh, uh, physical. It could be mental. It could be whatever the case may be, but it, it overwhelms us. And when it overwhelms us, we forget about the 
fact that God loves us. I spoke with this man this afternoon and we were talking about loving. He wanted to talk a lot about people loving one another. And all I could come back to is just say, look, you can't fully understand how to love other people until you understand how much God loves you. And he just stopped and he, he's like, what does that mean? And we were having some discussion. He was uh, having a little difficulty believing and trusting that the Bible is true. And I said, so I can't explain it to you if you don't want to believe what the Bible has to say. But the Bible tells me a few things. It tells me that God is love and that everything he's ever done or ever will do is because he loves. If God loves me, then I know that he has my best, uh, 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 he has the best things for me planned. He has the best thoughts about me. He has the best everything about me. But what happens is that when I become overwhelmed with my situation, I forget about the love of God. I want you to understand something. That isn't always negative things that keeps us from thinking about this. Uh, I think Brother uh, um, Atkins on Friday gave a devotion at the church staff, and he talked about uh, um, not being weary and well-doing. And what was he trying to say? He was trying to say that sometimes we will be doing the right things and we'll just become overwhelmed. And why does God say don't be weary in well-doing? Well, because sometimes we forget that God loves us and that he put us where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to do. When we get overwhelmed with whatever life has to do, we get overwhelmed with whatever takes place in our life, the love of God seems to separate from us. And when that happens, it affects all of our other relationships. I can't love someone else if I don't understand what love is. And for so many of us in our life, love has been tainted. Some of us in our life, because of something that happened to us when we were a child, because of what happened to us uh, because of someone who was important to us, because something, uh, something happened to us that was out of our control. We feel like maybe there's something wrong with us. Maybe there's something wrong with me because God allowed this to happen to me. I can't understand all of that personally because I can't try to relate to every single problem that people have had in their lives. I know the issues that I've had in my life, the problems, the things that have seemed overwhelming. But every time they've come into my life, I've, I've stopped and I've said, God, this is what is happening now is no surprise. And it's because you love me and you have something you want to teach me. If we kept reading through the scripture and I wish I had more time because I, I don't want to dive too much into it because then it'll be like an hour later. We're still here because there's so many things I want to say, but as you look through the scripture, God encourages in the previous chapter, chapter five, he reminds the children of Israel, God brought you through the wilderness. God brought you through the trials and the problems and the difficulties. Why? So he could bring you to this point so you would understand how much God loved you. You say, what do you mean? I mean, they had some difficulties. A lot of people died in the wilderness. Yes, because they refused to obey God when he first gave them a commandment. But God showed them love and that he didn't just wipe them off the face of the earth and say, fine, I'll find somebody else who will obey. And sometimes that is what's so difficult is because it's hard to understand and comprehend just how much God loves because our mind always wants to look at the negative in every situation. 
We want to look at the problem and see how bad it is and see how wrong that person was and how they need to change and how they need to fix this and how they need, instead of just stopping and saying, hold on, how would God handle this person if he was here? Now, I am not excusing punishment for wrong. I'm not excusing it. If someone does something wrong and there are consequences for those actions, let those happen. I'm not trying to advocate for there being a total removal, but what I'm asking you today is if you understood how much God loved you, when somebody comes into your life and brings a problem or a problem is brought into your life, the thought and the overwhelming feeling of God's love for you will help to bring love, an overwhelming feeling of love, to someone else. Why does the world uh, not seem to understand the concept of love? And this is why you end up with all the craziness that when you turn on the news of all the craziness, I dare not even want to talk about it for the sake of someone maybe going and looking and trying to figure things out, but we're trying to figure out uh, should we be supporting as a church? Should we be supporting things that are contrary to the word of God because of love? I'm talking about homosexual agenda and all, that, all the things that come with that. The world is trying to tell us, well, it's all love. I, I believe the world understands love to a point, but it's an adulterated love. It's a love that has been taken through their measures. It's been taken, it's a love that has gone through uh, 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 their sifts, it's gone through their mind's eye, and they look at love their way, and they don't understand that's just not the way God wants us to love. Why has that become a confusing thing to the world? Because they think all love is just, well, just let people love the way they want. We have to be able to help them understand God loves a certain way because that's who God is. We, when someone does something wrong that we don't like, we want to bring swift and immediate justice. I believe there's a place for that, a time for that, but I don't think love should be removed from the situation. Because we want to whack somebody upside the head when they do something wrong, and God says, yes, I think there's a time and a place for that, but when was the last time we stopped and, think and thought about the fact that God could have started over after Adam and Eve sinned, but he didn't. When was the last time we stopped to think about the fact that God, at any moment, could just have said, children of Israel, you guys have, you, you have done it the last time, so I'm just done with you. Instead, he kept showing his love again and again. He kept saying, let me overwhelm you with the idea that I still love you. I don't understand how God can love that much because my love just doesn't work the same way sometimes. That is a, a representation of my imperfection, but it's also a representation of why it's so important to never stop growing in your pursuit to understand who God is. When I get to heaven, it'll make more sense, but for now, it, it sometimes sounds confusing. How could God love how he loves? How can God do all that he does in the sense of love when I just, I can't seem to do that myself? Uh, to give an example, God is willing to forgive if someone will just confess and ask for it. My question to you is, is there an unforgivable sin that you refuse to forgive for? 
You say, well, how will I know? God's been talking to you about it right now as I've been talking. Maybe there's a problem or a situation or a difficulty, a trial that you've been having to deal with, and it seems like the more you try to deal with it, the more it seems to just overwhelm you, and you just get so frustrated, you want to scream and quit and give up. Because says, hold it. That person that that difficulty is coming from is somebody I loved. That difficulty that you're going through, if you understood my love for you, you'd find a way to incorporate that love to that person. I say that because too often we have people that we refuse to get along with or live with or even spend time with because, well, they just do things their own way. I just can't put up with them anymore. I just let them do what they're going to do and I'm going to do what I do and we'll just be fine. Aren't we glad God doesn't do that with us? You say, well, is it really that big a deal? If there's someone in your life that you're having a difficulty loving, I ask, do you understand how much God loves you? Because we will measure love based on how we feel about someone, but God doesn't do that. God says, I love everybody this much. I did everything for them. I made each day for them to enjoy just like I made each day for you to enjoy. And if we'll stop and come to that realization that God loves us more than we can ever comprehend, and God will, I hate to use this vernacular because it's not accurate to God, but if God is willing to put up with us, why are we not willing to put up with someone else? And I say all of that because of, uh, because of Scripture here. If we go to Galatians chapter 5, and you don't have to turn there for time, but if I go to Galatians In verse 14, it says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If I'm going to fulfill the idea and understanding of just how much God loves me, there will be no one, nowhere, at any time that I won't love. Well, what about... Stop. The second that we want to give examples... We don't understand love. The second we want to say, well, what about this exception? Or what about this rule? Or what about this circumstance? We don't understand love. If God is willing to love through any problem that I might create for him, I should be willing to love through any situation that God would put in front of me. Say, why? Why this idea and thought? Because as I talked to this man today, his problems in life, the things that people had done against him, the church that he had attended that had done him wrong, they were his excuses for why God must not love like the Bible says. And I say to you today, look, people are going to make mistakes People are going to fail us. And I I hate that. I wish we could all be perfect and there'd never be any problems or there'd never be any difficulties or strifes. But the reality is there are going to be those situations that arise all the time because people complicate life and we have to live with each other. If I'm going to have to live with people, God is going to have to help me understand love is the solution to every situation. If I want to understand how to make love the solution to every situation, 
then I need to learn everything I can about how much God loves me. I don't have more time to give to this, and I, I am truthful when I said I wanted to finish early tonight because I could go on for a long time. I want to leave you this challenge tonight. Would you be willing to take some time in the next few weeks and just look at all the ways that God loves you? I'll give one last example, and I'll be done. And If you listened to the radio yesterday, you're getting a little bit of a repeat off of something I said. But when we were on tour a few weeks ago, uh, Zach Maloney was with us. And I don't know, for some reason, he asked me, he says, hey, can we go look at the stars sometime while we're on tour? I says, well, I mean, they're up there right now. He goes, no, no. He goes, let's go out somewhere where there's not a lot of lights and you can actually see more than like five stars. Not like a hotel, but I mean like literally in the sky, all right? But he goes, it would just be fun to see that. I said, all right. I says, I've got a place in mind. I says, we'll see how time works out. And the place I had in mind was in Virginia. We were in the backwoods and we just, we didn't end up with a whole lot of time. And so I said, look, uh, I've got an idea. We'll do it on this night. We'll meet and we'll go out. So we did. We met at midnight. We got in the van. We drove about 30 minutes from where we were at and it was pitch black. I drove in the middle of the cornfield and just prayed that, you know, all the scary things you can think about being in the middle of the cornfield wouldn't happen about that moment. We got out there. We stopped. We got out of the car and we just looked up. And Zach looked at me. I looked at Zach. My wife was with me and, and uh, both of the kids at the time because Eli was at camp. And Zach and I just looked at each other. And we just said, wow, isn't God amazing? Zach goes, I'm going to go pray. He came back with a tear in his eye and he just said, is it amazing how much God loves us? You know, sometimes we get so overwhelmed with life that we don't stop to just consider all the ways that God loves us. When was the last time that we made an effort to go say, God, will you show me today how much you love me? We were at the golf outing on Monday. My love you sign to me is dear. Brother Bradshaw knows this, and he and I will talk about it, and he showed me a video, I think, on Friday of him seeing a deer. Well, we were out golfing, and on one of the holes we pull up, and here comes a mom and two babies out of the woods. I just stopped and I said, God, thank you. Thank you for showing me how much you love me today. Now, can I please hit a straight shot, all right? You know, it's, that's kind of how it goes. But I just, Lord, like, it's overwhelming that in that moment, to be honest, I wasn't thinking much about God as I should have been. And he says, hey, let me just remind you how much I love you. You know, when that happens... When problems come to me, they shouldn't overwhelm me because I know who's going to help me through. When I become overwhelmed with how much God loves me, it fixes a whole lot of other issues. The law is fulfilled in thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You know what that means? I'll go soul winning. I'll pass out a track. I'll go on a bus route. I'll do whatever I can. I'll go to a nursing home, to the jails. I'll go help with the lighthouse ministry. I'll volunteer for this. I'll volunteer for that. Why? Because if God loves me so much, I only have a short amount of time on this earth to show him how much I love him. 